Hello, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this new week's episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, we have an outstanding show as well as a rock solid, steady panel of incredible community members. We have two guests, not one, but two. And we have a ton of topics to get into. I want to thank you for taking the time to be here. Uh, let, let's, you know what, let's get, let, let's rip this bandaid right off and get right into the guests and introductions. And then we're going to get right into the topics because we have a lot to cover in this two hour program, making his debut here. Sergio Paul, what's going on, brother? This has been a long time coming. I know that I've worked yeah. with you on other shows. It's great to have you a part of today's show. What's going on, brother? I am so excited to be here. Finally, finally, I've been trying to get on this show forever. You know, finally the check cleared, and you said, "Okay, you can come on." I thought, yeah, you, you know, know what? The fifty cents did clear. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. No doubt about that. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here. And I'm excited to have a good talk with everybody. So, uh, yeah. listen, it's great to have you a part of the show. Obviously, uh, again, this is a long time coming, but uh, thank you for joining us. Making his well, yeah, he's been he's been here before, but he hasn't been here in a minute. Crispy Bomb, obviously, will be reprising his role tomorrow evening on the new episode of Primetime Gaming. Crispy, you were on vacation. Uh, are you back, and how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great, rejuvenated. We were completely unplugged, and it was just it was a beautiful thing. Um, and you know, just just ready to get it back into it, and let's do it. Yeah, well, it's great to have you, again, a part of today's program. This was a treat because normally you don't do Tuesdays. You do Wednesday evenings. Uh, but listen, Danny McGee, what's going on, brother? How are you feeling? Uh, pretty great. I just had my birthday on Sunday. Oh, so happy belated birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Been a cool little while. Didn't have to work too much this weekend. Um, happy belated, brother. It's been it's been a good little while. <laughs> nice, nice, excellent. Uh, well, listen. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you had a nice, uh, a happy birthday. Obviously, with the world being as sucky as it is, it's nice to you know unplug a bit and uh, you know enjoy the little things. Uh, you, you made it to another year, so you know what you you made it, pal. So congratulations. On thank you, that. thank you. Uh, Boxenberger, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? You actually just uh, launched a new video yesterday. Pretty damn good stuff. And actually, you're going to be leading one of the topics regarding the big power boost coming to the Xbox Series X and S. How you feeling? Thank you, man. I'm I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm excited to be here today. A lot of familiar faces, of course. Josh, uh, Umbra, Crispy. It's been a while since we've been on a podcast, yeah. And Danny McGee, and then we have a new face, uh, Syrup or Paul. <laughs> uh, never been with you on a podcast, so I can't wait. We have some fire topics. Yeah. <laughs> um, can't wait to do the show. Yeah. We've we've been in chats together at, on shows or during shows, yeah. but yeah, not yeah. acting on camera. No, it's, it's great. It's great to have you uh, here, Boxenberg. And actually, again, I'm happy to know that we're going to have you lead one of the topics because sure. you are one of our technical agents for <laughs> sure. Uh, and uh, you'll break down exactly what we'll be getting uh, and how that's going to affect people who own an Xbox Series X and S. Uh, Infinite Umbra, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling much better. I think I'm past most of the uh, the big C. Well, yeah, did lost, you did you lose your smell and taste or anything like that? Fortunately, I didn't. Uh, okay, the, good. the worst I had was a really bad cough and fever. That was the oh, worst of it okay. for me. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, I'm okay. I still have a bit of a cough left, but nothing that I can't manage. And uh, I'm back to work now, so it's all good. Uh, good yeah. morning to all of you all in the chat, by the way. 
Well, listen, brother, I'm glad you're feeling better. Obviously, hopefully you're not worse for wear. Uh, COVID does kick your teeth in for sure. Uh, me and Mrs. Boone were sick for over two weeks, and uh, she's just now starting to get an inkling of smells. Uh, not mm-hmm. fully back. Uh, and uh, like that for me, it didn't affect me. What wound up happening with me regarding smells is everything was like turned to 11. Like everything smelled. I would have to get away from certain things because it just was too much. Uh, whereas Mrs. Boom lost the smell and she hasn't gotten it back yet, but she's now starting to get like little pieces of it. So I would mm-hmm. imagine as soon as the smell comes back, the taste will come back. But man, uh, this COVID thing is for real. And uh, now there's monkeypox. And in, in Westchester County here, not by where I am, it's upper Westchester County. They found polio. I mean, Jeez. are you freaking serious? Like, are we in the dark ages? Ooh, I back don't in know. time, right? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, brother, we're glad, glad to have you here. Uh, and we're glad that you're going to go, uh, you know, chop it up with us. Uh, last and no way least, N64, Josh, Mr. TikTok, Mario Kart extraordinaire himself. What's up, dude? How you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. So glad to be here. So excited to talk some Xbox with this amazing panel. Let's get this thing going. You know what? Let's let's open up with a little bit of a uh, down news, and then we, we will bring everyone back up because obviously news is news. Sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's a little bit in the middle. Um, and uh, I got to big do a big shout out to where I got this, um, uh, Mister Sloth, uh, of of course of Twitter. Uh, he is a good friend of this program. He is an amazing friend of this community. Um, Idol Sloth is someone that I consider to be, he is basically like uh, a, a, a gaming news detective. Yeah, he's constantly putting out there on the socials, uh, you know, clips and bits. And the clip that I pulled for today's show was something he posted the other day uh, regarding uh, the Xbox era. And of course, I'm very good friends with both Special Nick and John and many of the team members that run that incredible uh, show the weekly show, and of course their website. Um, and uh, special Nick, well, obviously is always making news, and I, I love Nick for everything that he does bring that he brings to this community. He put out there that apparently, uh, and he has heard again. This is take this with a grain of salt. This is coming from Special Nick of the Xbox era uh, that uh, Xbox has no third party AAA games coming to Xbox Game Pass for the remainder of the year that have not already been announced. Now. Is that good? Is that bad? You know, that is, I I guess, to the eye of the beholder, because we do know that this year uh, still has High on Life, which is the AAA game that is exclusive. Uh, We also have uh, Requiem uh, coming out. Uh, That is not exclusive, but that is a AAA experience, uh, and that is coming into Xbox Game Pass day and date. Uh, but I'm going to be honest with you, folks. Uh, it is uh, a little disappointing uh, because, and I say this with absolute respect to everyone at Redmond, uh, they were hit. The I think that if you look at uh, the three companies, three bigs, Nintendo, uh, Sony, or PlayStation, and of course, Xbox, the one that took it on the chin in 2022 clearly is uh, Xbox. Uh, they have been hit with a delay bug. Uh, that comes the way of their own first party. All of their major uh, games are um, are not coming this year, and you know for understandable reasons, folks. Uh, like I said, you know, I nobody nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to keep this as a reality. But poor Umbra and myself and Mrs. Boom and anyone and everyone that have had COVID understands that this thing knocks you on your ass. 
Um, and uh, I, like I said, I said this multiple times, I couldn't find the energy, ladies and gentlemen, to pick up a controller, right? So it, I can't imagine for the life of me that if I'm a developer and I am sick or I am recovering from COVID, which is a thing, which is still a thing, um, how I would be able to put in a 10 hour day to make a game and continue to do that, for, you know, until we're done. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's why delays are happening. Uh, we just saw another major monster AAA delay come the way of uh, the Midnight Suns. Uh, that's again, this is, it's not going to be the last one. I, I, I think that as we get closer to the end of the year, more and more games are going to be pushed into 2023. And I think that we might find a, a next year could be the could be the year that actually breaks the famous 2000 year of 2007 where it just had so many incredible triple a bombs that we are just still talking about it all these years later and that's because of the of all the delays but what's interesting about this and again it's a conversation that we're going to have right here live on the air is Microsoft, like I said earlier, has taken it on the chin. Not only has their first party games seen massive delays, but a lot of their second party deals have seen massive delays. So there are a lot of folks like me, like myself, who have asked, well, can they make a deal for something like Saints Row? Can they make a deal for something like Gotham Knights? Well, I don't know, because uh, obviously they're not saying, and maybe this is going to be a surprise. Doesn't um, Saints Row launch at the end of this month? Right? Isn't it next week or the week after? I think it's soon. So if we're going to hear anything about it, it's probably going to be coming in the next week or so. Uh, we'll go to our guests first. Uh, Paul, listen, you know, delays suck, but delays are a reality in gaming. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we have now, uh, you know, we have heard from Special Nick, who again, who gets it more right than he gets it wrong, that Xbox doesn't have any surprises rolled up their sleeve somewhere. Uh, is that disappointing to you, or is is there enough in the Xbox Game Pass currently to keep you satisfied until 2023? It's a little bit of both. Yes, I'm disappointed. There are delays and stuff, but I seem to be much more forgiving than much of the gaming community and going, look, delays don't mean they're not coming out. It just means they're coming out later, you know? And, and I do have plenty to play until then, and like, like you, you listed off the games that are uh, still coming out. So I'm going to be busy. October's actually got a bunch of games that are going to be launching, both exclusive and not, that are coming to Game Pass that I'm really looking forward to. So, am 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 I? I'm not upset about the delays. Am I disappointed that they're happening? Sure, but I also know that for the most part they were out of the control of the people that are doing it. It's not like you know Microsoft wants to delay games. I'm sure they're pushing as hard as they can within reason, and they're putting off making that decision to say, hey, we need to put this game off, but it's just not going to be ready as long as they can. So, yeah, I'm I, I'm, I'm okay with the delays because it means, one, like you said, it's probably a healthier workplace for the workers, for the devs themselves, than to be pushed into a situation where they're, like, hurting their own health so we can play a game. Hey, there are more important priorities out there than us being able to play a game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Shout out to Risk It for the Biscuit in the chat. What's going on, brother? Our our, our good brother from down under. Uh, but yeah, you're you're absolutely onto something. And I think safety uh, and patience are two yeah. words that people take for granted, and they they need to understand that you know you, you, 
a lot of the work that's being done is not being done in the office anymore. Uh, it had everyone had a lot of a lot of companies have transitioned to working from home. Microsoft is uh, leading the charge on teaching developers how to do that and getting uh, you know partnerships with people with companies to get that done. And uh, like I said, if a game needs to be delayed because of the safety of its uh, of its workers, then that's what it just needs to be. Uh, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, look, obviously. This, uh, the information that we're talking about comes away of Special Nick of the Xbox era. Very good, solid group of, uh, of community members and content creators for that matter. Is this a bit disappointing that Microsoft didn't uh, react maybe quick enough to, uh, to, to lock up some third-party deals? Because obviously it's the bread and butter of Sony. And we know that they have a lot of marketing deals this fall, uh, some of which have been delayed and some of which are still coming. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, dude? You know, I, I mean, you also have to realize these companies have to play ball as well. You know, yes. they could they could want, you know, there could be a contract already there that they release it, and two months later they put it in the Game Pass. You don't know. Um, that's what I see a lot of, like, big games that they think are going to sell well do. Uh, lately, they, if, they, if it drops off in sales and stuff like that, they say, oh, well, we'll reinvigorate it with some Game Pass and get some revenue from it. So, it, I mean... Am I disappointed? Yeah, but I was really more disappointed just because we don't have Starfield this year than anything. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, with all these delays, I, I just I don't know how they, they can't fit all of them in 2023. 2023 <laughs> is just, I mean, what in the heck? And and also I want to point out, I mean, they're putting a lot of a lot of pressure on a Plague's Tale Requiem, man. Like, yeah. you know, that that game is like the the highlight of this fall for them for at least being in Game Pass. So, I, I think I think Asobo's up for the challenge, though. I'm going to be honest with you. They yeah. are a, the unsung hero of, uh, of of development and uh, obviously look what they did with the with the first one and of course look what they did with Flight Sim and now we have this coming out. I I, I think this is going to not only surprise and dazzle I, I can't wait for it to be the game that people are talking about all oh, game of the year and it's in game pass day and date, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you go and say like, you know, high on life, that's going to be for certain people. Um, and you know, you have to realize they're selling right now. They're selling really well, you know, series X and S's are in stock, but they're still selling out at a good rate. And, you know, I think people as, as you know, the economy has gotten really up in a flux that you, you say, well, how am I going to save? Well, you got Game Pass right there. And, you know, I think there's going to be a point in time when Xbox really starts catching up to Sony. Sony's going to have to make a decision to take that higher tier and maybe add day and date or like a month after releases or something like that. They got to do something because the way Xbox is selling with no real first party games, I, I would be a little concerned. And we've already seen that they're concerned about the Activision deal, especially. So, you know, you look at how they're they're selling and everything else. Uh, Xbox isn't worried. I mean, and, and that's not to say that we couldn't have a surprise as well. Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, Nick didn't say that there could not be a surprise. What, he did say what he heard is that there are no major AAA games coming to the service. And again, I'm not saying he's wrong or he's right. I'm saying that, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll have a conversation about it. Hopefully, uh, th there will be uh, a surprise or three that we don't know let, about. Let me just add real quick that I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if they're behind closed doors every day talking to somebody. Oh, Sarah, about, definitely, hey, can Sarah we Bond get this done? Doing so. Yeah, no, I yeah. absolutely agree. <laughs> 
No, no, that's good, good, good stuff. And I and I think I think that there, there is there is room for some uh, for, for them to to, to to not sit on the hand, so to speak. And, and I think that they're well aware of it. Um, and I think the deals they have in place are going to be good for the service. But I, I would like to hope that there might be a surprise or two in there that we're not aware of. That would be su- super cool. Real quick, I got to thank Gerald Mack, who became a channel member once again. Gerald, thank you so much for that. He also doubles that up with a $5 super chat and says, shout out to the hardest working man in content creators community and the esteemed panel. Salute. Well, thank you, brother, for the compliment. And of course, thank you for the generosity. And we have a good, another outstanding member, Shooter2853, drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, hey, Boom, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you, Mrs. Boom, your panel members and the podcast give me something to look forward to to a number of times throughout the week. And I thank you all. No, not certainly not at all. That's very kind of you to say there, Shooter. And thank you for the generosity. Uh, Daniel, let's get your opinion on this. Look, the reality is... uh, Crispy made mention of something. We don't have it as a topic, but we will eventually cover this. Sony finds themselves a little bit behind the eight ball uh, because right now uh, they have uh, their service, which is $18 a month. Uh, I don't think it's worth $18 a month. I am a top tier member. Uh, Sony, uh, like I said, I upgraded for 33 bucks. I'm good until the 24th of February. So I'm good. And I did that because I wanted to play straight and I was going to buy straight. Now I didn't have to buy it. Uh, do I do I re up in, in next year? I don't know. Um, you know uh, the family plan that was uh, that's that's currently being tested in two regions really puts the flame to their 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 feet regarding you know twenty five dollars for, for yourself and four others versus eighteen dollars for just Sony's. It's going to be a problem. But for right now, I'm just interested to get your opinion on. Does Microsoft need to do anything special for the remainder of the year regarding getting some more third-party AAA bombs in Game Pass? Maybe dropping the bag at a developer or three. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they necessarily need to, right? Because we, what he's saying is that there are no new AAA games coming to Game Pass that we don't already know about. But the fact of the matter is there's already a ton that we do know about. Like, if you look at October alone, like we were talking about earlier, you're already getting High on Life, you're getting Plague Tale, you're getting Persona 5. Like, there's a ton of stuff coming into Game Pass that we already know about for the rest of the year. I do think that there's probably going to be a couple more surprises that drop in. I don't know if it'll be a Saints Row. That might be too close. Um, Maybe, uh, like, Soul Hackers 2 at the end of the month. But... Uh, what we know about these Game Pass deals is that they tend to come together kind of last minute, right? We don't usually hear about these things until the announcement that they're going to be in Game Pass like next week, right? And I think a lot of the the studios do that in order to like not cut into pre-orders or anything like that. So I, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more games being announced for Game Pass specifically later in the year. Um, but like as it stands right now, like my game pass just, just ran out uh, at the, what the end of last week, I guess. Uh, And I didn't hesitate for a second to, to re up it for another year. Right. Like it, it was the easiest. I was was waiting on you to say that. I was like, are you going to say that you did not renew it? (laughs) No, it was like, I just bumped it up another year. I just don't have recurring payments because I, I, 
don't make enough money to do that confidently. But yeah, I just re-upped it for another year and I'm like, I know I'm going to get my money's worth out of this. Yep. So yeah, no that's problem. good stuff. It's good. It's a fantastic point and it makes a lot of sense, but I mean, what, what, what are your, th- I mean, again, they're limited with all of the delays that have happened so far, Daniel. Yeah. I find Microsoft might have been painted into a corner, and this is be, this 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 goes beyond their control, because the only two big ones um, outside of um, the two we mentioned that are coming into Xbox Game Pass, and uh, you know, you, Call of Duty, they have the marketing rights, and I say they Sony. Uh, right. Harry Potter or Hogwarts, which is still coming from what we understand. I mean, again, it, it is supposedly going to release this year. If it was delayed again, it wouldn't surprise me. But Mar- Sony has the marketing to that. The only, only two games that they don't have marketing rights to, and Gotham Knights, I'm not even sure, to be honest. with you, It was shown at Sony's uh, uh, stage, so I don't know if they have the marketing rights or they don't, is Saints Row. So Microsoft kind of might be stuck between a rock and a hard place here. Right. And it's entirely possible that they had other deals for things to come into Game Pass that have been delayed out of the year. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if something like Midnight Suns dropped in there or, you know, I'm sure that there were other deals that had fallen through because delays are so rampant in the games industry for the last two, three years. Um, But like I said, it's I wouldn't be surprised if there were other games that ended up in there that we don't know about at the moment. Um, but even if there weren't, I, I don't think that it would be the end of the world because there are so many that we already know about. And you are onto something. You are definitely onto something with that. Uh, listen, Boxenberg, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Where, where does Microsoft need to go or do they need to do anything at this point? Well, um, <clears throat> that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, uh, let me let me put it this way. Uh the Game Pass is still a strong service in terms of uh, game releases and and um, especially for the connoisseurs of the of the gaming world because there are a lot of indie games, a lot of double A games uh, in there um, that a lot of people really enjoy. And um, I always say that's the beauty of Game Pass. It lets you discover games you usually wouldn't play, and you you wouldn't. Um, invest the money in but on the other side of course the triple a games are what what grow what, what is growing the numbers uh, of subscribers so yeah um i don't i don't think that at this point there's really much that they can do i hear all the time that people say well we hear about these triple a deals like daniel also said it earlier um only a couple of days or weeks before the games come into Game Pass. Yep. And that's really not true. Uh, if you look at all the uh, AAA or bigger titles that come at day one, uh, at launch day into the service, we've, we've known about those deals like at least two months up front, if not longer. Um, for some games, a year, like Blake Tale, we know about that since uh, summer last year. What is always coming on short term are games that have already been released. So like if an Elden Ring would drop into Game Pass, for instance, that's something you would hear like a couple of days before it comes to the service. But in terms of day one releases, we know about those pretty pretty early on, honestly. Um, and yeah, I'm 
I'm not really surprised about the statement of Special Nick. Um, I remember us having this conversation a couple of months ago here on, on this show when we speculated about which games could they get for day one. And I <laughs> I made the, the unpopular statement that I didn't expect anything. I think I said like Gotham Knights would make sense, but I don't think that it's going to happen. And uh, it, it kind of looks like it. Um and the reason for that is more than understandable because Microsoft didn't get into negotiations earlier because they thought they didn't need it for Game Pass because they thought, well, we have Redfall, we have Starfield, we have these kind of games coming day one into Game Pass this year. So we don't need a Gotham Knights or a Saints Row at the same time dropping in. That, that wouldn't really be beneficial. It would just cost us a lot of money. So... Um, and and since those games moved, um, it's it's really kind of late in in for for these kind of negotiations. I'm not saying they are impossible, but I th really think it's it's kind of late for that. Uh, like a Saints Row is coming out in three weeks. If you start negotiating that deal right now, that's really challenging. So yeah, not really surprised. Um, listen, uh, it is what it is. 2020 is not the biggest and best year for gaming. We've seen it across the entire year. Um, only a handful of AAA games released so far this year. Um, there's basically zero news for months. Um, it's it's just what it is. This year is when where where the the aftermath of the of the pandemic um, really shows. So at this point, I'm I'm just saying. Guys, just wait for 23 if you're disappointed in not getting any AAA releases. This year is the year of indies and AA games, and we're getting a ton of those, and uh, they are going to keep us just as entertained as the big AAA games. So don't be disappointed about not having AAA games this year. You get plenty of them next year. That's a great point. You know what? I, I want to further your point, uh, but real quick, I want to shout out Anthony Mocret. He says, hey, guys, French market is turning to Xbox after decades of being Sony hmm. fanboys. That's in, that's pretty interesting. And I think that you're going to start seeing uh, Microsoft move the needle in certain regions. Uh, and that's good to know, brother. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the, uh, the hot info. Umbra, I want to bring you into the conversation. And I want to further uh, Boxenberger's point because I think he makes an absolutely outstanding one. Uh, right now, Microsoft, we know what we're getting in Xbox Game Pass because they told us. They said, this is what you're getting for the next 12 months. Like it, leave it, or love it. This exactly. is what you're getting, right? Okay, but he does bring up a great point. Uh, if they cannot go the way of a Gotham Knights, if they cannot go the way of Saints Row because it's too late in the game, I would understand that. But here's a great point, and I, I, I don't think he understands how big of a point it was. How about getting something like an Elden Ring? How about getting something like mm -hmm. um, not Dead Island Two? Um, what is the what, what is the zombie game that came out at the beginning of the year? Um, Dying Light Two. Dying Light Two. What about getting Dying Light Two or something like that that hasn't yeah. that's been out of Wonderland. Wonderlands. Yes, the, the yeah, has. that's it. There oh, you go. That's yeah. right. Um, what What are your thoughts on that, Umbra? Uh oh. Is he there or is he? I am. I had myself muted. But I was oh. going to say um, all those. I mean, it sounds good, too. But I think the bigger thing is, is that's not something that's really, I think, on our, our radar. Right. 
I think we're looking at things like the Saints Row and such and things of that nature. Uh, so I think if we end, ended off without getting something like a Saints Row or, you know, or uh, Gotham, uh, excuse me, uh, what's the word? Yeah, Gotham Knights or any some, anything like the protocol. What's this, uh, What's the name of it? Um, Callisto Protocol. Callisto Protocol. Mm. Something like that, I think, would turn heads bigger than something like you know, dying light too. I, I will be for it though. I mean, I wouldn't argue against it. Day one releases always make a significantly bigger impact than uh, a game like exactly. six month old. Uh, exactly. So that's that's yeah. my biggest reason for it. I mean, dying light two makes sense to come, and I think eventually, <clears throat> eventually, it will come to the service. So that makes some sense. But I, I think that uh, just not having those day ones, like like Boxenberg is pointing out, I think it's just. To me, it kind of leads more to us kind of having this, I don't know, unsatisfactory end to the year, depending. Like Kirby Louise pointed out in the, in the chat, he says he thinks one of the reasons why we may not have the uh, third party, you know, resurgence of games coming into it is because they're probably going to close the, the ABK deal by that point. And they're probably going to be un uploading or, you know, unloading all the games into the service <clears throat> that they can at least by the end of the year. If they do that, then yeah, I guess that makes some sense, right? I don't think anybody will complain after that if they dropped all those games into the service. So that's possible uh, that there's a reason for that. Um, I don't know. I, I, it feels like kind of, and it's, it's it's kind of funny to say, I suppose, but it seems a bit of a, a letdown of a year with all of these delays we keep hearing back to back. But um and of course, us losing out on Starfield for the year and things like that, and Redfall. But I, I do, I do hear Boxenberg when he says, "Yeah, next year is going to be crazy," and I, I, I'm with him. <sighs> but doesn't it? It always feels sad that we always have to say, "Wait till next year." So oh yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I I totally get that point um, when people say, "Like I'm tired of of hearing that. Just wait for next year." Um, I, I totally get that, Umbra. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's part of my thing because, like, I'm hearing it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Next year is going to be crazy. I, yeah, I saw we, we've some heard that for like what now? Seven years? It's been a long years. time. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a long time coming. I think most of us are probably tired of hearing it. So, yeah. I mean, even <laughs> though tired it's of true, saying it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though I think you're right. I say, but if you if you look at what's happening next year, you know that it's going to happen. You know. Yeah, well, it, yeah, I, we just hope so. Today, at least. someone mo made a fantastic point on Twitter to me, uh, saying, "Hey, just have a look at all the prediction videos that we made in December for 2022, <laughs> including myself. I made a video titled is 2022 going to be the biggest year in gaming ever?'" And I went through that video and I li listed like the biggest of the biggest releases for. The that were scheduled for this year. They were all delayed. Yep. And we were like, dude, 20, uh, 2007 is going to look like nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's 2022. <laughs> now we're sitting here and we're all saying, like, just wait till next year. Just wait till next year. Do you honestly believe that 23 is going to be that year? Because, like, I feel like it, it. it's too much. It, I feel I, like I, I feel like everyone's going to be eating each other's lunch if they try to absolutely. release everything at once. And that's yeah. why a couple of those yeah. games definitely will be moved Into again when four. But yeah, I some of those I will be pushed back. And I said that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, but I thoroughly believe that 
2023 is going to be a significantly better year than 2022. I agree. But do all the games come out that we expect for 2023? Absolutely not. No. We'd, we'd have to look through some of the games, I suppose. I mean, some things we know for sure are coming, like yeah. the Starfields, the Red yeah. Falls. Red Falls. So we Forza. do know that. Yeah, Forza. That's definitely coming. Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind, of course, also that people just get in their heads that certain things are going to come out in certain years when it's never been announced. Right, yeah. like there's there's yeah. been people being like, oh, Breath yeah. of the Wild Two is coming out this year for the last like three years, and I don't think Nintendo has ever even meant like, I, I don't know that they well, ever. Well, they said 2022. They said they, some they actually did. They didn't say 2021, and they didn't say 2020, and people were yeah. saying it was yeah, coming out true. those years too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree. Gamers just getting in their head like, oh man, I can't wait for Avowed to come out in 2022, and it's like, who told you that was gonna happen? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. That's, that's true. But listen, everyone has a great point. I do want to get Josh in the conversation. Josh, what? First of all, how do you feel about Game Pass if it stays as is? Because what we we're we're diehards, right? We have four hundred and fifty people here. So I want to say a big thank you for this many folks to come and hang out with us on today's show. If you're new, folks, I'm ninety three subs away from eleven k. Ninety three. So Hit if you're not sub subbed. Button get sucked that's for sure uh but look we have just heard microsoft's financials josh uh and they were down in a few things not as down as sony and not as down as some of the other ones uh for sure but the one thing they weren't down in was subs to xbox game pass that seems to keep growing so we're we're all complaining we're sitting here and we're like yeah we wish they had some triple a bombs past what we know but do they really? And more importantly, to Boxenberger's point and Umber's point, should they maybe try and get some of the older releases into Xbox Game Pass? This this is exactly where my head was going the entire time you guys were talking. Like, like let's uh, let's see, let's let's bump the quantity, right? With quality titles, like let's let's take it up another hundred. Let's what's what's something that they can throw out as 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 marketing jargon that's going to get people more on board with this system or with this uh, with this service and uh i also feel like they could they there's there's maybe a small opportunity to kind of strike while the uh while the while the iron's hot right like sony's sony's testing the power of their brand with their service right now to add even another 100 or another 50 games to game pass at the at at the at the lower price let's let's do it i think there's i think there's plenty of i think there's plenty of 360 titles that a lot of people have have probably haven't not, not that'll that, that a lot of people will be happy to go back to right uh and i'm thinking of games like get get to uh, get valve and get the orange box back on like get the orange box on game pass something something that's hours of content half-life tons of nostalgia there like yeah good um, stuff dude that's good I, stuff I, and and i mean obviously i'm like everybody wants triple a games we all want we all want uh, uh those 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 titles that bring the hype and that get everybody excited and get everybody get everybody talking about oh did you check this out yet and all that stuff but i mean they got to during this time where we got to we got they got to take it as as it is what what steps can they take to add more value to game pass to get more people on board to get more people excited about it and uh to get us to get us that many more that many more people in the ecosystem before Starfield, before 
the Call of Duty start dropping before the the Activision games and uh, and and on top of it, hopefully one of the things that they're learning and I think I I think boom you've beat this drum um, for for a very long time, but like if 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 Rare or somebody else isn't going to start using some of the IP that they used to use start passing that ip off to some other indie devs that could uh that could yep. get you know give us a i mean even if it was a a, a 2d side scrolling banjo uh game even even something you know something along the lines of like like shovel knight or something like if it was anything that just had banjo in it i think there would be some hype around it you know you've gone you've gone on and on about the the cart racers and stuff like where where are some studios that could make make some of these I mean, we, we. I mean, they can hand a cart racer off to a Sobo, who, by the way, makes incredible driving games. Just, just, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even if it was some of these, and I see chats like, did he say two D? I did, and the reason I said two D, I love that idea. I think I think you're onto something. Wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be something mo- unbelievably uh, unexpected? It, it sure. totally would be, and it, the reason I say two D isn't because I don't want a three D. It's because of. I believe the time to put out a 2D game would be much quicker and we could see some more titles hitting Game Pass in a much shorter time span. Right? There's 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 just less involved with a 2D title versus the 3D world and the puzzles and everything involved. So uh I'm also going to say I hope they make a push to get the Cowabunga collection. We got Shredder's Revenge. Let's get the Cowabunga collection coming at Good the end stuff, of this dude. month. That's another right? one. That, that comes out soon. Uh, yeah. At the end of the month. That would be a great pickup, dude. It'd, it'd be incredible. So especially with the – there's a handful of the games have online. Like there's 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 plenty that they could do to really, really get to – get get the hype going on on game pass and i mean that, the that being the case josh then do you all think you and everybody else do you think then that triple a may not be the thing that they need to be rushing to try to get like would you all be content and people in the chat would you all be content with them saying okay we're going to get a bunch of double a's because indies have been the games that kind of led the year for us yeah that's a fantastic question the thing is i think for us hardcore gamers absolutely we just don't care um uh, if it's double a triple a indie if, like a lot of people I love have all seen, games I think yeah that, that store has been yeah that store has been the game of the year for many last year for in, for instance but see the thing is um the, the question is really who who do you ask um is it the, the broader audience the more casual gaming market I don't think that that's for them a drop to towards the service. Uh, so they, they are not going to subscribe because like a, uh, um, I don't know, a Kawabanga collection drops into, into the, into game pass. I don't think so. Um, I, but, but the hardcores, I mean, of course, uh, we are happy about this stuff. I mean, well, they'll, they'll I, come, they'll come to the service when the collection that drops is every single call of duty game. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, when sure. that deal yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's coming, yeah. folks. That, that, that's not, that's not a matter of if, it's just when at this point does that happen? Does the deal get done this year? And then, you know, towards the end of this, you know, the end of September, October, November, December, pick a month. They say, hey, listen, Vanguard and the last 13 Call of Duties are in there. It's going to change the game. Uh, it's it's literally going to change the game. And that's why Sony is concerned about uh, getting people uh, to, to n- not pick Sony. And I think that that's that's a reality, folks. 
Um, but now listen, this is kind of off the wall, but I do wonder if there's an opportunity for them. You know how they, we've got like, you can search Bing and you can get points and stuff like that. Yes, I do that every day. I I wonder (laughs) if they, if they started incorporating that into, to game pass to where like, you know, maybe if you complete X amount of achievements, you can get a, uh, like 50% off the DLC or, you know, something like for, for Forza or, or be able to like essentially earn some of the stuff that we could we could then then purchase that uh you know just just the different dlcs and things like that things that just add to the overall value of the service i understand there's also like the the business model is somewhat hey let's give them the game on game pass and then sell the dlc but i i just i wonder if there's a way to kind of like they started achievements how do we well, how do we real, real quick that up? you know you you know you can earn rewards through game pass already yeah, that yep. points through Game Pass uh, Quest. Because I do uh, yeah. it every day. I, it, I look it pops every up day every day, week. and I'm like, "Why is this on my screen?" And then I start playing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they they give you Quest every month that you can actually earn quite a bit of points just by doing Game Quest, Game Pass stuff. That can go towards purchases of DLC. Yeah. Well, yeah, it can. Go, it goes toward gift cards, which then you can use Perfect. to buy DLC. Yeah. Perfect. Well, then I'm uh, I'm just gonna stop talking now, and you guys can go. <laughs> well you know what let's segue into the next topic uh and uh boxenberg i want you to lead this one i'm gonna reverse order here because you did an incredible video uh and we have we have word that xbox is uh bringing a big power boost to xbox series x and s but the question is how big of a boost and what should xbox gamers be looking forward to yeah um, and uh, thanks for letting me lead the, this topic I, I may actually made a video about this yesterday as a shameless black black here yeah um and uh, if someone is a little bit more interested in, in the deeper details and how this exactly works i definitely uh, recommend to check that video out but the thing is um uh, first of all, I want to say it's it's not that the Series S per se got an update. It's actually that the GDK, the development kit uh, for the Xbox Series consoles, got an update. So don't you, you shouldn't be surprised. I've seen that in my comments a lot uh, that people are looking for an update on their Series S. That's not what this is. The GDK got an update, and it allows developers two things. The first um, thing is that they gave more memory more ram available for developers to use in their games on the series s the series s has right now a, a 10 gigabyte of ddr6 ram um eight gigabytes of them are uh for for games so developers can use uh eight gigabytes of that and they freed up a couple of hundred more megabytes um which is fantastic because a lot of P- uh, developers seem to have complained that the Series S has less memory than like a PlayStation and of course also the Series X especially. Um, and of course that in, in some uh, uh, degrees uh, that can give them um, issues depending on how their engines work, how their systems in the game work, if uh, they don't have enough RAM. So this has been addressed. Microsoft is freeing up more memory for developers and eventually that will definitely lead into more stable frame rates and or higher uh, quality uh, uh, or higher texture uh, resolutions and stuff like that. That's really cool. The other thing that they did is a little bit more complicated. 
um, what they did is they um, addressed an issue where um, graphics, uh, virtual addresses were being allocated um, in a definitely or, or more slower way than it was supposed to. Um, so that means that um, in in games um, or, or when you develop a game and you want to want to address certain um, um, parts in your rendering pipeline, um, it's it it kind of gets difficult or slower or slows the process down. And they've changed that um, now, uh, and that is something that also the Series X will benefit from, if you ask me. I know most of the tech sites ran that this update is only for for the Series X, but I actually looked at the source material and it's simply not true. I can't find any reason why this um, this new advancement in memory management is only available to the Series S. Microsoft never said that. It just said uh, it's available for the GDK um, and the that means the Series S and X, in my opinion. But yeah, um, it's it's good stuff. Um, especially more memory available for the Series S is going to help developers a lot. And uh, listen, man, we have said it so many times. The Series S is a genius console. Uh, it was a genius move. So many people said like, ah, oh, but it's going to hold game development back. And, and see where it is. It is the most demanded console out there. Um, more demand for the Series S than the Series X, actually. Um, people love value. 300 bucks, and trust me, Dude, in some places right now, you can find it for 239 Yeah, yep. right? You just have That's to look. Insane. That's insane. Like, at, you know, Black Friday is coming really soon. And one ninety nine, brother. I'm telling you, it's you heard it here it first. <laughs> I'm eventually we'll we'll be there boom eventually we'll be there and pair that with the value that is game pass series s is an incredible value so it makes absolutely sense that xbox is now focusing also on improving systems for the series s because there are more series s than x out there uh, yeah and that's not just because of availability but because customers love value and it is an incredible yeah, value. gamers are cheap too let's 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 be real <laughs> <laughs> we're frugal we don't like yeah. the cheap word yeah yeah and uh, so yeah i think like this is, is really an, an, an interesting and awesome thing um because yeah uh, it, that the one thing w that i can also definitely see um with the Series X is not that it has less teraflops on the GPU or so, but of course the memory is less. And yeah, uh, now they're addressing that. It's a good thing for all Series S customers out there. Um, and I hope that a lot of developers are going to update their games soon to make actually use of that. Um, because I think like uh, when you see those tech comparisons in between uh, from Digital Foundry and such, um, and you see the occasional dips uh, in either resolution or frame rates, I think those will be uh, uh, smoothed out really soon. So, yeah, I it's, it's so, a good thing, and I Fox, can't wait to hear everyone else's thoughts. Yeah, Are you, yeah, are you sure. saying then that the tools were coming all along like they people have been speculating? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, we I, said, even before release, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's. Okay. I, I've seen I've seen a lot of comments uh, on on Twitter on 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 my YouTube channel about this. I'm like, not again, another tool story, not another tool story. But 
it is like it is. Um, the the GDK wasn't as mature um, as as um, other uh, development kits out there, and that's simply because they use a lot more technologies that weren't ready uh, as well. Because it's not just tools; it's also a lot of driver issues that it had at the beginning. Uh, AMD was also very behind on on. Um, on, on their driver side of things. So we've seen a lot of RDNA 2 related um, driver updates as well. Tools are, um, are a thing um, and they are important and they uh, um, definitely eventually um, are one of the big important things that, that will tell, uh, that will give you performance. And, and we are getting there. If you will, if you're honest, like in the beginning of the generation, uh, there were probably a few more games performing better on the PlayStation side of things than on the Xbox. And right now, it's really rare that the PlayStation outperforms the Xbox uh, in almost uh, all cases. Um, yeah. They are um, uh, out, the Xbox Series X is performing better, or and you can really tell that as well. Some third-party developers definitely choose parity. Um, I get that uh, that like a big AAA third-party developer doesn't want their game to look or run uh, significantly better on one or the other system. But you can really, we are already at that point where you can really tell when a developer chooses parity, because in the games that don't, and you see one of them on screen right now, yeah, like Series X, there by by a significant margin outperformed. Um, the PlayStation 5 on Bright Memory Infinite. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's just when developers start to use the tools and start to use the latest drivers and start to who not choose parity in between console systems. Then you get stuff like that. And it's a good thing. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see those next gen only or current gen only games that will come out in 23 uh, and beyond to actually run on, the, on these systems. It's uh, Exciting times and yeah, uh, fantastic update. So let's hear it from the panel. I want to hear you got your guys' thoughts or questions, of course. Um, on on this, um, it's it's an interesting thing. The update of the series. So the, the biggest takeaway I got from it, box, is that mm-hmm. it's just going to give us a lot. It's going to give the developers rather more memory to work with, exactly, and which improve, which will improve graphics and, like you said, possibly frame rate and such like that, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, it's simply more memory available now, um, and that usually leads in, 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 to either higher resolution in textures, so more right. stable frame rates, um, all these things. Think of this like you you all have PCs, yeah, and you put, put right. in another 8 gigabyte of RAM. Of course, the, the boost isn't that big, please, please. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's basically what happened. They increased the amount of, of RAM uh, for the system. Yeah. The so they brand. so it's like they're future proofed it a bit more as well as it sounds exactly, like exactly exactly okay no I mean that's good stuff and obviously you know you you love to see Jason Ronald and the team continuing to push the envelope forward right like you know mm-hmm. they could easily let, rest on their laurels right now without without this update they were they're beating PlayStation Five in a lot of the Digital Foundry one on ones right that that's a fact that's not that's not a fanboy. Uh, uh, you know, rhetoric, it, it, it's a reality. Um, real quick, before we continue the conversation, I got to thank two people. Risk It for the Biscuit, good friend of the program, drops an outstanding $8 super chat and says, don't say wait until next year. Say 2023 is going to be fire. Xbox is still selling well. They don't have to get 
a big uh, Game Pass game, they could. And you're absolutely correct in saying so. Danny Passion Official, Danny, what's going on, brother? He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, hate the Sony refund system. I know it's off topic, but I accidentally purchased a DLC through uh through uh and i I was a it was a full game now i can't refund it yeah dude sony's return policy is egregious and the fact that they still are allowed to do this that someone has not made and maybe they have been complaints at a better business bureau but they are trash when it comes Mm. to customer service absolute garbage uh, you want to hear? Talk. You want to hear something? Please. Yeah, like so. Uh, PlayStation had real fantastic uh, customer support, top notch, during the PlayStation Three era. But someone during the PlayStation Four era, era uh, they in here across Europe, they canceled their customer support. You can only only talk to bots now. It's oh, like ridiculous. No matter what kind of problem you have, um, it's it's so bad, so bad. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. If I want to yell at somebody, it has to be a human. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, no, these bots can't, they have no emotions, these bots. I can't, you can't get jiggy with that. <laughs> Real quick, shout out to Thomas Bologna, uh in uh, in the chat. He says, hi, hi, hi to you, Boomin panel. Well, Thomas, welcome to the program, brother. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, you know what? Let, let, let's get the panel in, involved in the conversation. Uh, Paul, I want to bring you in on this. Listen, are you happy to know that Microsoft continues to push the envelope forward regarding adding even even the minute uh, power? Rega- uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting extra RAM put in here by you know doing some different things. I think the uh, I was thinking about that while he was talking. I think the the limitations as they are of the Series S are actually making it better for the Series X. It's forcing Microsoft to do better, to look at things more deeper than they would if we didn't have the S. Because the X works, you know, they'd be going, ah, it works fine. But because of the fact that they're having to do better memory management and really work on the the guts of the of the thing, it's making it better for everybody. And like you also said, these changes don't just affect the S. It's not like they're saying, okay, you can't use this stuff on the X. It probably means they're also doing it on the X. It's just that it, the changes aren't going to be as noticeable there, you know, but it's still going to be there. And we all know that, you know, uh, getting better output out of these consoles works throughout the generation. It's not a day one thing and done. It's they're constantly working on it. We saw that with the last uh, iteration with the, the with the one with the one X, yep. you know, it, we the games kept getting better and better. And even at the end, we were like, it can still do more. But now we have the series system. So. Can you imagine what we're going to see in two to three more years? Yeah. They're going to keep working on this stuff. You know, so I think it's a great thing. I think they're staying innovative and they're staying ahead of the curve. Yeah. No, and I, I and I think you're definitely onto something. Uh, Daniel McGee, you want to add anything regarding the, the, the recently announced uh, power boost coming to two consoles that, again, currently are already beating PlayStation 5 in a lot of the comparisons and those comparisons come from digital foundry certainly not me what are your thoughts on this man yeah so the like box said the the addition of a, a little bit more ram which is not you know it's a good analogy but you know it's obviously not exactly what's happening you know it's not it's not like that scam where they're like oh go download free ram like it's not i don't want people misconstruing that that's uh, what we think is happening exactly um but having that running 
being able to to sort of basically just free up more resources for the game itself is always going to be a good thing. It's not going to be, you know, a night and day difference, but it's going to mean, you know, uh, when there's extremely busy physics things going on, then it's going to be able to handle that better on the Xbox than it is on the PlayStation, right? And it's uh, having that boost to frame rate, having that boost to wherever basically the developers choose to use it, as long as they don't go for parity. Also, like Fox said, um, it should be... A, a pretty a pretty good improvement um I, I don't know necessarily that it's it's something that people are going to even really notice um because i think it was last week uh boom you were saying how when everything works perfectly you don't notice it but when something goes wrong you notice it every time right yeah. so a lot of people i think maybe it'll be something that they don't they don't really like become conscious of it's i think it's mostly going to end up being something that we hear about in like digital foundry videos or you know, on different podcasts, like that sort of thing. Um, I think in in practice, I don't necessarily think it'll be super noticeable, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you are someone that really watches this stuff, or, you know, may, maybe it'll be, you know, you have a good eye for it. Uh, that, that Again, some people can actually see the changes. And if you can, good on you. Uh, but I, I, I'm, again, I'm just happy to know that Microsoft continues to uh, not sit on their hands and do some uh, extra things regarding getting developers a more opportunity to, to work, uh, you know, to work smarter, not harder with their consoles. Yep. The average gamer doesn't care. They just want it to work. Yeah, yeah. But pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you're on yeah. to that. Crispy, anything you want to add to the conversation regarding the recently announced power boost coming the way of the Xbox Series X and S? I think we uh, all have just been confirmed that they're not done, like we've been saying. Yep. Um, you know, Phil wanted the power narrative with the Series X, and he wanted the price narrative with the Series S. Now you have two consoles. I mean, Series S is not far off from the PlayStation 5, if you really look at it. It is really not. For the, the value you're getting there, um, I, I just... I can't imagine that they're done yet at all. Um, the Series X is probably, I mean, years away before they really have it, you know, the way they wanted it. And it's just at this point, like, it's for me, I'm I'm not one of those tech-savvy people. So I'm just like, you know, I bought the Series X and I wanted that because I don't want to have to worry about wanting another console in another, right. you know, eight years, I would say. And I, I think they're just proving that, which is just awesome. You know what I mean? It's It's great for the people that you know, are invested in Xbox. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Umbra, do you want to add anything to the conversation? Uh, well, I, I kind of gave my two cents on it a bit. Uh, I think, you know, I'm just excited to see what they'll do with it. I'm liking that it's future-proof in the console. And like you all pointed out, for the price that they're selling it at and everything else, uh, I think it's just a hard value to beat. And once those ABK games drop and everything like that, it's just going to take over. It's already they're already over 16 million sold. So I, I can only imagine how you know future proofing and things like that is just going to increase that. I don't think matter. I'll be honest. I don't think even future proofing it would have mattered for the S, but just because of the price point and what the value you can, you can get out of the the console. But uh, yeah, that that it is future proofed uh, at least with the tools, and I'm sure they'll do more going forward. Uh, it just proves that I think they had the right vision all along. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And Josh, help us close out this last topic. You know, Umber just mentioned uh, that there were over 16 million sold. 
And that's actually not too far away from what Sony is. Sony has, uh, cl they're close to, I would just say, you know, for shits and giggles, let's say 22, because they're 21 and change. But 22 million versus 16 million, obviously, they're still the market leader, meaning Sony. Um, and, uh, but when you see that they are, you know, like I said, I've said this before, Microsoft has circled the wagons and they're attacking Sony and Nintendo uh, from multiple angles. And I, and I say that to be, uh, to be fair, that understandable, the switch continues to be uh, the, the most, the most uh, uh, purchased uh, uh, console. Uh, when you talk about consoles proper, uh, Sony is still the market leader. There's no doubt about that, but Microsoft is making strides to do the little things. Uh, you know, they start out with, uh, you know, game pass. They start, they start out with a, a $300 box and a $500 box. Uh, now you're talking about family plans being uh, up upwards of $25 for up to five people to get uh, a Game Pass Ultimate. Now we're hearing they continue to add uh, more memory to uh, give developers a better way to develop for the console. These little things continue to build and mount to where they eventually are going to take over. What are your thoughts on the simple, the simplicity of the graphics boost that some of these games are getting? It's like you said, all of this is just laying that foundation, right? Adding to that foundation that this is the this is this is where you want to play games. This is where you want to make games. This is uh, they're they're very developer first game Game Pass as we've seen, right? It. It's it's a it's about the devs making their making their making their money. And so it it it's all just it, it feels like it's all part of the plan. And, uh, you know, with the with like what you were just talking about, the family plan plus uh, a Series S. Like I was thinking about getting getting my parents a switch, but with Game Pass family plan and uh, a Series S. I know my dad's going to have a better time playing MLB the show in in HD, right? And so it's uh it's it's becoming a more difficult choice and that's that's really what what we want to see from from Xbox. Yeah, I mean that's that that's good point. Now listen, I, I you know, we we spent a few minutes on this topic, but we got to get to one of the big bombs. And obviously that's what a lot of people have been waiting for. Uh ladies and gentlemen, look, the reality is is that Microsoft is doing things that are changing the industry in front of our eyes. And you can hearken back to the announcement of Xbox Game Pass in 2017, which everyone called a farce, right? A failure. Microsoft's going to fail. There's no way they can afford to have a, you know, a pay-for system. Uh, you can look back to uh, post-E3 2018 and say, well, what is Microsoft going to do? Uh, well, pre- was they only had five studios, and in post they doubled it with uh, the announcement of all all of the acquisitions and the uh, the uh, introduction of the initiative. Then you could turn around, you could look at well, they announced they're going to buy Bethesda for seven uh, for nearly eight billion dollars, and we were like, my God, that is the biggest thing to happen in gaming. And as quickly as we were excited and spent multiple podcasts, potentially thousands of hours talking about it. They announced earlier this year that they're buying Activision Blizzard King, which stunned everyone. Um, so as big as that deal is, and it is going to change market leadership, 
It's going to change the industry as we know it. It's going to change the way you think about Xbox. They just dropped the other day. Hey, family plan on the way. We're trying to get out in two regions. Guess what? It's going to be coming sooner than later. So now we get a report, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, there's more evidence that the ABK deal is not where Microsoft is going to stop. As a matter of fact, through SEC filings by Microsoft, they continue to look for, and, 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 and again, I'm going to read you exclu exclusively what Microsoft had to say. They say this, our exclusive game content is created through Xbox Game Studios, a collection of first-party studios creating iconic and differentiated gaming experiences. We continue to invest in new gaming studios and content to expand our IP roadmap and leverage new content creators. This unique gaming experience are the cornerstone of the Xbox Game Pass, a subscription service, and, and a gaming community with access to a curated library of over 100 first- and third-party consoles, uh, uh, games on console and PC. And obviously, we know that it's closer to 500. Now, what's interesting here, and again, I, I, I kind of feel like we've talked about this already, but because this is recent information, it goes to show you how serious they are and why Sony said what they said. I, I know that there's been a lot of talk of Sony being scared, right? They're, you know, they're terrified of Microsoft. And I think the word scared has been used uh, overly uh, to, you know, are, is Sony scared? They're not scared. They're business. They're concerned. Um, and when you factor in the cash that Microsoft has, uh, record profits in their last quarter that was over the over $16 billion in record profits. Uh, this comes the same year, folks, that they announced the delay of three major third uh, first-party games. Think about that for a hot second. They announced that Starfield, Redfall, and Motorsport uh, are all delayed. Their only games released this year are delayed until 2023. They are still finding new subscribers on Xbox Game Pass without any additional marketing deals that we've talked about to open up the show. And when you think about that, they are now publicly talking about after ABK, and I've said this before, Phil Spencer came out in an interview with uh, CNBC News that once uh, once they were done, and he said this, uh, once they were done with... Uh, Blizzard, um, not Blizzard, um, Bethesda, the board asked who's next. Now, I am sure that I know that, you know, there's been up and down conversations. We've seen whole glove do a ridiculous amount of incredible videos regarding th when this deal done, whether it gets done. Uh, we have, you know, information that it could be, could be done in September, could be done in October. Deal's getting done, folks. Microsoft is going to own Call of Duty. And that's the concern for, uh, PlayStation because that they've been they've been resting their laurels on Call of Duty for years, and now their cash cow is going to be coming to Xbox in Xbox Game Pass, and you're going to see uh, the market the market the market leadership change just because of that. I mean, it, it, it's it's just inevitable at this point. Uh, I want to go to our guests. Uh, I don't want to talk about so much who's next. Because at this point, we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be another publisher in 2023. We don't know if it's going to be 
a lot of the studios they're working with on first party games because we saw what happened with um you know crystal dynamics crystal dynamics and uh edios montreal by all rights should be microsoft first party but they're not they're embracer group first party and like i said i say this all the time and i will continue to say this breaks my heart because i think microsoft had no choice but to sit on their hands with that because of the abk deal and its importance to their not just five-year plan, not their 10-year plan, their 20-year, 25-year plan. Um, Paul, let's bring you in on the conversation. You know, this new information, again, it's not It's not like it's It's not a revelation. Microsoft is going to continue to invest and, uh, make big, and make big moves. We don't know who is going to be the next big move, but the fact that they're talking about this uh, regarding these SEC filings proves that they might even already have a plan on who could be coming to Xbox. Are you surprised that they're not, they're looking way past ABK? No, I'm not at all. I mean, they, because they're trying to expand their market. Part of the big deal about the ABK deal is not the AB, it's the K. It's yeah, the it's King. The yeah. It's the mobile side. The mobile side made a crap load of money last year and continues to do so. And that's where Microsoft is trying to get their hands in. That's what all this uh, cloud gaming is about. You know, that gets them into the Asian markets more than they've ever been before alone. You know, so I I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they get into more mobile gaming stuff, if they look at that kind of, but, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm sure they have other things in mind. They're, they're looking at growing and becoming even bigger. And, and their goal is not to put Sony out of business. That's the last thing they want. No, of course not. Right. So as far, as far as, you know, like the whole thing with Call of Duty, you know, people say, well, they just paid this money. They should keep it to themselves. No, because they'd be losing a crap load of money if they do that. Because they'd be losing a lot of the player base. You know? So, yeah, they. I think they, they, they have their eyes on the future. Like I said, they're, they're, they're ahead of the curve on all of this. They're, they're setting the pace. And everybody else is just trying to keep up with the exception of Nintendo. But we know that. But, you know. <laughs> well, Nintendo's always, you know, they've always walked to the beat of their own drum. Uh, right. And, and Nintendo is always going to be they're always going to be a player because they have such an yep. out, outstanding cash cow uh, worth yep. of money in their bank. But they're just Nintendo. Nope. I think I think and this is totally off topic, but I just want to throw this out there because it's always been everybody talks about Nintendo's biggest thing now is they're going to look at is how well does the Steam Deck do? Because now you're looking at somebody that's comparable. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good stuff. Listen, Crispy, I want to read a a, a headline article from GamesRadar.com. And this is where we start talking about the K of the deal. Very similar to what uh, Paul just had to say. And it says this, Activision's mobile earnings outstrips console and PC earnings combined. And I got some numbers for you folks, because I'm all about numbers. You know, we can argue whose console's better. You can have an opinion different than mine. But you know what you can't argue? You can't argue numbers, ladies and gentlemen. And this is crazy. This is this is bonkers, is what this is. Yeah. According to this report, Activision's mobile titles contributed to 51% of the company's total earnings over the past three months. This is three months, ladies and gentlemen, boasting a massive 831 million earned in 90 days. On the other hand, console earnings for the company came in at 376 million while PC earnings came in at just under and I said they say just under 332 million. 
Now think about that for a hot it's second. Insane. Is this not, are we not talking about insanity when you say that in 90 days, Activision's mobile titles netted $831 million? Crispy, just, it's what, insanity. What, what, what do we say? What do we say to this? Well, you're gonna once this deal's done, you're gonna see Game Pass Mobile. I think I think five dollars a re- month, brother. I'm telling yeah, you, I called yeah. this. I called and this a Candy last Crush year. will be the the lead on that. Yes, and you sir. also have Bethesda has a mobile division as well. So you know now you start. You have King, who's who's like an OG in it. You know, really, just that's how they got purchased. They just started out with basically nothing. They started out so early, and this is where you go and look at why Xbox is going to continue to buy up as much as possible because they have a foothold in the subscription gaming services right now. You could say what you want, but the reason why we have, you know, Netflix and all these other things are for exclusive content that goes directly in there. Okay. And this is where I I said earlier, Sony's going to have to make a choice at some point because people want to play the games that are native to that system. And they, if they're going to, be paying for a subscription they want those games right when they come out okay just like we want stranger things when we resubscribe or you know that's the only reason why some people have netflix okay that there's a reason for this so they're gonna buy up as much as possible the one thing i love about this abk deal is that it's probably gonna give my girlfriend a mobile game pass and then she'll be able to get the stuff that because she'll go to between like six seven games and she you know once the free stuff's over then she goes to another game once the free stuff's over she goes to another game you know what i'm saying so now she can just go in and subscribe to mobile game pass and they're going to give you all these perks and all this other stuff because you're in that service so you know it makes total sense and i feel like that's why they they started out rebranding pc game pass so they're trying to separate them in their own way yeah um but also this ABK deal will force Sony to actually make a multiplayer exclusive title. Yep. I can't wait. I just can't wait because <laughs> literally they were so good. Like SOCOM was so damn good back then, you know, yeah. even on 56 K. I mean, it, it was something that really like, as far as shooting games, it really got everybody into the, the shooting genre was SOCOM and playing online. So, you know, I've been waiting. Like, like I don't want to buy a PS5 because I feel like the one and dones are enough for me. And and I'm not really. I, I mean, single player. It's like a drag for me to, you know, beat a whole single player game. Like I just like ah, I just want to go play with my friends. That's just the way I am. So, you know, there's a lot of people like that as well. You know, as myself. And you know, at, at the end of the day, when you got Madden and all these other games that are the leaders for the casuals, you got one of them coming straight over to Xbox at some point. When that happens, it's going to be a big deal. I do want to say that I think if we get to the end of the year and this deal isn't done, they're going to pull an Amazon and they're going to sue the government. Yeah, they, they, listen, the government is is they don't want a lawsuit because it's going to cost the taxpayers millions and millions of dollars. Microsoft has done everything that they need to do. They, it's not a monopoly. They don't go from uh, you know sixty third to first over Sony. They're still going to be number three. Uh, the government has no reason to deny this deal. It, again, it's a lot of moving parts, which is why it's taking a little bit longer because this was announced in January. But I have a strong suspicion, and I'm not the only one that thinks this, by potentially the end of September, early October, this deal gets officially done and Microsoft moves forward. But you know what? Daniel McGee, I, I want to bring you in on the conversation, but I want to read another excerpt 
from this Games Radar uh, article that is, again, it's bonkers. The newly published report should stress the importance of mobile games for a gargantuan publisher like Activision. Now, you might think Diablo Immortal contributed a huge amount to the $831 million earned via mobile games, but it was actually Candy Crush. Check this out. Developer King that made up the majority of the figure with a total, this is Candy Crush only, folks, $684 million from Candy Crush in 90 days. I mean, I mean, this kind of money is literally printing itself, Daniel. And I think that uh, both uh, both um, Paul and Crispy are onto something. Microsoft is going to reinvest all of this constant money into potentially maybe even buying a big publisher. Could you imagine if they mm-hmm. announced next year that they bought like Take Two or something like that, which is bonkers. But please, what, what are your thoughts on the $684 million coming from just Candy Crush? Uh, yeah, I mean, it It seems like a, a crazy number, right? But whenever you look at the, the numbers of the games industry, mobile is huge, not just in terms of, of the money being brought in, but in terms of player base as well. So when you consider King as, as being one of the bigger names in, in the mobile space with Candy Crush, uh it completely makes sense why why Xbox would want to buy this company. I mean it's it's three of the the biggest games in three different markets, right? You've got World of Warcraft on PC, you've got Call of Duty on console and you've got of course Candy Crush on mobile and mobile as we've seen is money, right? Like you right. Th- there's no way to deny that. And now where they reinvest that money, who's to say, right? Clearly, I mean King, I'm, I'm sure, makes other games, but I'm sure nothing on the level of Candy Crush. And as much as I, uh, you know, it may just be my my bias against mobile gaming, but it doesn't seem like it would take $600 million to continue to maintain Candy Crush. So it's that money's got to be going somewhere, right? Yep. Um, now, one of the things that was brought up before was whether or not, you know, PlayStation should be scared about it. And, and scared, I don't think, is the right word. Um, you know, I think obviously they should have their eyes on it and I'm sure they do. Um, but we know that they're, they're making moves of their own, right? We've heard about them trying to buy square. We've heard about, you know, we've seen all the other things that they've been doing, like buying Bungie or focusing in on more, uh, money generating genres like multiplayer from the, the Bungie acquisition. Right. So I, I don't think they necessarily need to be worried, although, I did just look up the Sony market cap, which is at, let's see, $109 billion, um, which if you combine Activision Blizzard and, and Bethesda together is is not super far off from what Microsoft has spent on gaming in the last little while. So I think maybe they, uh, I, I think maybe they're getting a little bit concerned about whether or not they themselves should be put on the table. Um, because, I mean, when you compare their market cap to that of Microsoft, Microsoft is at $2.9 trillion. So it's like we're not even in the same ballpark, right? And, and one of my favorite people uh, on this platform, King David, has, has said multiple times that he believes that because of a lot of things that have been happening, that the uh, the PlayStation sort of uh, shareholders, their, their board, uh, might be so upset as to have them just not make a, a PlayStation 6 and instead uh, just become a, a third-party publisher which I don't know if I would necessarily go that far. 
Um, but I do think that, I mean, if they're seeing this much money going around and, you know, Bezos or Tim Cook or somebody rocks up with $150 billion or $200 billion, I, I don't necessarily think that that board would, would stand in the way of that deal going through. So I think that it's a, it's a very interesting time. Now, in terms of place to, Microsoft going off and and buying more studios, I think that that is, I think that's a given, right? Um, I've seen people talking about like, oh, they won't be able to buy another publisher, and I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily. Um, I don't think that a publisher would be their next purchase. Um, we know that there were other deals that were in the works when the Activision Blizzard one came through because that was sort of a surprise for everyone, including evidently Microsoft, that that deal became available. Um, so I do think that we see smaller studio, like individual studio acquisitions before another publisher, uh, something in the vein of an IOI or an Asobo, hopefully something Japanese, because I know that they are trying very, very much so to get into that that market. Uh, and then maybe after that, we can we can go into it, uh, another publisher. Um um, my bet would be on Warner Brothers, but I, I know that a lot of people have a lot of concerns <laughs> about the uh, have a lot of concerns about the the IP uh, ownership on that. Which um, as much as I we'd love to see it, as much as we'd love to see it, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, man. it'd be it'd be I love some WB. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's you know, it's funny because you know I've been banging the drum for a superhero game for Microsoft for for quite some time. And I've I've asked a question like why why haven't they made this move? How mm -hmm. come they haven't teamed up with Marvel, who has been extremely open to hey license our RP? Maybe the WB thing is a reality, and they turn around and they just and they come out and they just buy WB Discovery. I, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. on the table. I mean, if you look at all the moves that the new head over there is doing, uh, no, they killed the Batgirl film. Uh, yeah. Ezra Miller just got collared again for burglary. He's apparently Jeez. been uh, accused of uh, some sex uh, with with minors uh, thing going on. Um, I Sounds mean, he's like constantly. So, they, the do they kill movie. the Flash movie? I don't know. It's it's hard to it's 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 hard to say. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody, some reverse Flash, started playing with his life after he was cast <laughs> as Flash or something. Dude, what I don't. Happened? I feel I feel really bad for him because yeah, he, is he needs spiraling help. out of control. Yeah. And I, I have not seen anyone uh, publicly come out to try and throw this guy a life ring. Uh, he needs help. He yeah. needs to be put away and sat down somewhere, has been spoken to by somebody, and they need to get that man help because he is absolutely out of control. And he every day it's something new. It's just. It's just bonkers. Mm. Yeah, it's really uh, real quick, we don't talk about a lot in these gaming podcasts, but it's important to remember too that Microsoft has also been making uh, technology deals. Oh, yeah, dude, well, yeah, we're, we're be about, yeah, they made a, a okay. big one with Unity yesterday. As a matter yeah. of fact, we have Andre Doyle who's going to be making his uh, primetime gaming appearance tomorrow evening, and we're going to be breaking down exactly what that means. Uh, for Microsoft, uh, specifically Xbox gamers, with this deal that was announced yesterday uh, with Unity. Yeah, now good stuff. Listen, uh, let's let, let, let Boxenberg. Let's bring you in on the conversation. Th these these numbers are preposterous. Uh, there, there, there's literally so much money coming out of the mobile market. It it should prove to everyone why this is such a big deal for Xbox. Why it's so important. For them to get this deal done. Like I said, I think that I I and, and many people on this panel, many people in the chat, 
uh, immediately equated this deal's importance to something as simple as Call of Duty. And I'm not being facetious, folks. Call of Duty is the play here. Call of Duty is the it's the shit, right? Everyone wants to play Call of Duty. It makes the most money, even if the game sucks. Look at look at uh, uh, um, uh, their their Vanguard. last year's game. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible, terrible, and it was the most sold game last year. So Vanguard, even though it was terrible and it had you know parts for your guns from the future, which were ridiculous, it still sold the most. Uh, Boxenberger, when you see this. These 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 monies coming in, and you know that Microsoft is going to then turn this around in investment. Are you surprised to hear that they're they're not slowing down? They're not taking their foot off the gas when it comes to acquisitions. No, no, not not at all, not at all. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times actually here on this show. Boom! That Xbox tries to grow the their um, their uh, gaming division. And, and you don't grow a gaming division by just investing into console gaming. The console market, I've said this so many times, is kind of saturated. If you look at like the last two console generations and combine all the sold units from Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox together, you always end up at around 250 million um, worldwide consoles, um, plus minus a few million. But the console market is not the, the market that lets you grow the the a uh, uh, grow the business um, in in the way Microsoft wants to grow the business. They said they want to reach three billion gamers, and how do you do that? Yep, it's not by growing, um, uh, growing um, the Xbox console ecosystem alone. Yep. You have to grow on PC, and you have to grow on the biggest gaming market there is, and that is mobile. Yeah, and ABK has always been about that. It has not been about Xbox consoles. Yes, you get Call of Duty. Call of Duty is a big game on consoles. But in the general gaming market, even Call of Duty isn't as big as some of these mobile games is are. And um, that's what I also said when like everyone is like, oh, the, the game flood will start once ABK is done. No, it won't. You will get one game. Activision is literally only <laughs> making one single console game right. and that is Call of Duty so it does it it's really not that we suddenly get like tons of games into game pass or such we get some older games but you know what i mean so this is about growing their business on pc you get one of the biggest mmos there with world of warcraft and you grow the business on mobile and that's where the game is. If you want to grow Game Pass and you want to grow it significantly, and I'm not talking here like uh, we have reached like another 1 million subscribers. That's not <laughs> the growth Microsoft wants. That's peanuts. They mm. want the, that service to explode. Yeah. Imagine this scenario. Like the mil hundreds of millions of, of, of Candy Crush players suddenly get an offer on their phone. Subscribe mm -hmm. to Game Pass and you'll get all these tiers in, in Candy Crush that you usually had to pay like, I don't know, Dude, for. it is going for to happen, brother. I am telling so you. It is exactly. And that's how you grow your business because then you have hooked them. They are subscribed now to Game Pass. And then you tell them in between, uh, whenever they open up Candy Crush, like, hey, you also, you don't have to pay one single cent extra can also play 
this on console, this on cloud, this on PC. Yeah. Like that's how you grow your business. And right. that is what why Microsoft spends $80 billion. It's really not about Call of Duty. It's not. It's about this. And will they stop after this? Of course not. Of course not. Will they buy these all these big publishers that we always bring up, like Warner Brothers and EA, a Ubisoft, I don't know what, Sega and such? I'm not so sure. I, I expect them, like uh, I, I think Umbra said it or someone else, um, Sorry, I can't remember. Like single developers for consoles, uh, maybe they look at an Azobo or I don't know, something like that. But if you talk like bigger acquisitions, I think the next move will be somewhere in the in the console uh, in in the mobile space. That's yeah. because that's the hook of this entire Activision Blizzard deal. And yeah, that's that's basically uh, why I'm not surprised that they are not done. Of course, I think they will grow their, their consoles uh, business as well. They are not done there either. But the big, big money goes towards more these kind of games because that's how you grow your business. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Umbra, let, let, let's get you in on the conversation. You wanted to say something. Obviously, the play here is mobile. Uh, it's a space that Microsoft doesn't currently exist in, and they will. And like I said, I've been banging the drum right along with what Crispy said. Xbox Game Pass for mobile. Four ninety nine a month gets you, you know, a hundred tiers in, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, Candy Crush. Just imagine how they're going to grow Xbox Game Pass. You know, the other day there was an analyst. Why can't I think of his name? Oh my God! Who said that when Call of Duty drops into Xbox Game Pass? They're going to have 100 million subscribers. Uh, Michael Pactor. Yeah, Michael Pactor. Thank you for the save, brother. Yeah, I, I, listen, I know Michael get, uh, Mike gets it wrong more times than he gets it right. But when you factor in everything that's happening in front of us, mm-hmm. and you just, I mean, I just read you the reports, the fiscal reports from Activision, Blizzard King. Dude, this is, this is, this is happening. This is, this is not about when. Uh, or if it's about when, what what do you what what do you want to add to this conversation regarding potentially seeing Microsoft bring a third tier to Xbox Game Pass in the form of mobile? You know, I, I like the thought that we get a chance to have Game Pass in a lot of different places. I don't want it to get to a point though where, you know, it seems like they're trying to bleed as dry in every direction. It starts to feel too Sony-ish for me, mm, for my blood. But um, I think that it'll be interesting to see if they'll use Candy Crush and bring that actually to like Xbox or, for instance, if you play that through that. And also, like you said, add that those tiers that they give incentive for people who actually do play on the phone. That will be interesting to see. My thing for me, though, is mobile, like you guys point out, might be the bigger play for them in some ways. But I don't think that they'll. I don't think that they'll be their ne- next focus. I think, uh, and I'm hoping at least, maybe it's just hope. But I'm hoping I'm hoping they'll focus on the Sobos and the IOIs, the things we've heard about. I'm hoping yes. they'll the, the yeah. individual studios. Absolutely. And it's and it's it's weird because I know the ABK thing came up out of nowhere for them, really. And it's like our offer they couldn't pass up on, like to say, you know what, let's go ahead and get them. But I feel like, and I'm sure I'm not alone here, where the ABK thing felt like it slowed down a lot of momentum Microsoft had in going for other studios. Am I alone in feeling that? I don't think I am. Oh, no, dude, no, I, 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 listen, I, I think there were a ton of deals potentially 
uh, getting ready to get signed, and they literally had to stop them all because of yeah. the, remember this AB this AB, the the ABK deal literally was dropped into their lap. Yep, and that's that's what I think it slowed down a lot of that that kind of momentum when it came to uh, you know acquisitions and such. And listen, I, I I don't mind Call of Duty. I like the single player campaign. I'm not a fan of the multiplayer portion of it. Although I know it has its fans, so I'm not trying to you know trash it or anything like that but for me when i heard that and you know wow and stuff like that it's like okay that's cool that's big time i'm not gonna act like it's not it's big time it's major right but man i mean we already it was already mentioned but for me it was already like oh can we get wb please can we get that in the license like that's still in my in my head i, I have not let go of that at all so things like that and like i said the osobos and the ioi's and you know, those things really matter the most to me. So I'm hoping that if any acquisitions they're going to go after is for those types of studios first, or maybe they'll maybe they'll do a, a, an assault on both and get both at the same time. Who knows? Maybe they'll do, you know, try to yeah. acquire both. It's possible. I think it's it's the last one you mentioned. If it's a single studio, like an IOO, IOI or a Sobo, or I don't mm. know, people can fly some someone like that. Mm. Um, sure, sure. Um, mm. If it's like the bigger publishers, I'm with you. I, I'd rather have them buy a Warner Brothers. Um, that that's yeah. what they actually they need. That pop culture games, uh, yep. those pop culture IPs. Yeah. That's what they need. But um, is it really where where they see that it, it grows their ecosystem to where they wanna want to have it? That's that's really the question. Um, so yeah, yeah. WB and then I know some people spoke up. Of course, Capcom. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Capcom with a way that make yeah. me a very happy man. My favorite, one of my favorite developers and publishers in gaming is Capcom. Has always been Capcom. Yeah. Even since back Same. in the, the NES days. Same. Right. I also I think they're looking at market growth, too. They're probably looking at some Japanese publishers, if possible, as well. So. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm sure I, that there's people in, in the chat or just watching along who uh, are losing their minds that we haven't yeah. mentioned Sega in this conversation yet. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> God forbid you don't mention Sega. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you don't not mention Sega. No, no it's, <laughs> it's definitely true. Uh, anything you'd like to add uh, more, Umbra? I mean, that's, that's really it for me. I, I think that, I mean, the, the I don't know, the, the mobile thing doesn't sound sexy to me. I don't know how to. It doesn't sound sexy to me. Well, because like, you know, it's not, it's not where we yeah. play. Yeah, that's that, what it that is. is. reality. It's not where we normally, and again, folks, we, we cross 550 people here. Uh, and someone had said earlier, that was a little bit insulting, that it's just bots. I can assure you that it's not. I check, uh, and it's not bots. People actually do like the show and like the conversations <laughs> we have. So uh, if you're new and you're, you're finding the channel for the first time, please consider subscribing. We're 93 subs away from 11K. And I can assure you that the bots do not reign supreme on this on this uh, on this particular show, but more so Double Barrel Gaming. But please continue. Oh no, they're all real here. Yeah, real they're, everyone, and, and they're all real gamers here looking to hang out and have some fun. And we don't use hate uh, mongering or misinformation to garner subs. Uh, listen, let, let's. I, I I have one last topic I got to bring in, and this is a bit of a shocker. Uh, but before I get to that last topic. N64, Josh, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, you are seeing what's going on in front of you. You obviously have heard what everyone has to say. What, what are your, your personal thoughts on what's going on in the mobile scene, which eventually Microsoft is going to have a huge stake in? It, I mean, I, I remember talking about it 
couple months like months ago when this first got talked about right like having spent some time in call of duty mobile i'll give you guys a quick i'll give you guys a quick tip if you want to feel like an absolute dominant gamer go buy a backbone (laughs) and hook it up to your iphone and play call of duty mobile i kid you not I, i i did this just a couple weeks ago uh i got nuke after nuke after nuke i was just mopping the floor because you're playing against you're playing against mobile players with a controller. So if you if you need a little boost to the ego, go check out Call of Duty Mobile with, with the backbone or hook up an Xbox controller. You know, have have some fun that way. Uh, it I I think that's the bread and butter of this deal. I think I think it's been that way all along. Like like I know Sony, I, and I think it's really Microsoft's way of moving into more of the mobile space. Like you guys have said, like they they they're looking at the success of the Switch. Right, they're looking at that people want to play games on the go. This this all just uh, makes sense. And just real quick, I'm probably the only bot here on the panel after what I said. We can we can move forward now. <laughs> uh, well, listen. Um, I first of all, I, I want to thank uh, two super chats that came in late. Uh, Patrice Mercer drops an outstanding and very generous seven dollar super chat. And doesn't say anything. Well, thank you, Patrice. Definitely appreciate that. We also have um, Alri TSL drops. Wow, a very generous twenty dollars super chat and says Microsoft can also use the tactic that Tencent and NetEase use to get a foothold in Japan and entice Japanese talent to leave studios and create their own by being bankrolled by Microsoft. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. point. I think that Microsoft is moving in a direction that at some point they're just not going to be ignored or be uh, able to be ignored any further. And Laketh drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, I know I'm not a bot. Uh, well, that's, well, thank you for that. And thank you for the generosity. Definitely appreciate the $2 super chat. But folks, I, I got to bring this up because let me let me see where I can find this. Where the hell did I put it? Okay. Now I'm pulling up uh, the account, the, um, the Twitter account of um, Astiel. Uh, they're, they're a big, usually, uh, you know, a big fan of Xbox. Uh, it's at A-S-T-A-R-A-N-X. And this is something I didn't know yesterday, and now I know today. And so much, I think it's such irrelevant to the conversation of ABK that I, I thought it was worthy uh, that we can close out the show with this. Did anyone on the panel or anyone in the chat, we have 566 people here. Did anyone know that uh, MLG, Major League Gaming, is owned by Activision Blizzard and that Microsoft no, no, that. will own MLG when yeah, this deal that. is done. I'm going to be honest with you, folks. I It was the furthest thing from my brain. But when you consider this is just a this is how important this deal is, folks. I mean, forget forget Call of Duty. Forget, uh, you know, Blizzard being in the PC space and and uh, Call of Duty being the, the the big man on campus when it comes to multiplayer. Forget the fact that, you know, they're going to have mobile locked up with owning Candy Crush. Now you drop into the conversation, ladies and gentlemen, that they can own MLG, which is one of the biggest circuits for multiplayer. And when you consider they're going to own Call of Duty, they own Halo, apparently... Uh, you know, Quake is coming back in a big way. A new Quake is coming. Uh, man, to, that is just crazy to think about. And uh, let's start with uh, Paul. Paul, this is, again, yes, 24 hours ago, I did not know this. And and honestly, even if I did, it was probably so far 
removed from my brain pan because of everything that's 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 writing on this deal. But you add MLG to the conversation, and all I can say is just wow. Yeah, this I I don't think this is Microsoft's first st uh, stab at trying to jump into the. Uh gaming tournament market i believe they bought another company a couple of years ago yeah it was uh, a smash uh, smash gg is what they yeah. bought they, yeah. i believe it was last year it's now start.gg oh okay but there you go thank you thank you for that yep and and so it's not their first foray and i don't think it was successful but maybe they're hoping buying mlg one that's already well established and well in play will will get them that foothold they were looking for because my understanding is one of their gaming leagues is done now. I mean, done, done as of uh, like earlier this month. So I don't know. I think their plan is to buy it and, and, and hopefully run it well. Hopefully it doesn't turn into another mixer situation. You know? It's, yeah. Uh, no, I, still, I don't think I'm sad I, about that. Still sad about that. Yeah. Just, no, I, I mean, that, that, I mean, that, that, that is definitely a sore spot for, uh, for anyone that, uh, remembers how that just came and went but i, I think yeah. mlg is too big to mess up yeah uh and i think it has too much uh uh, uh relevance to the scene to simply yeah. just go away and microsoft make a mistake but like i said it's it's a small topic it's a little yeah. it's a little extra and, to the conversation and i think and i think microsoft is smart enough to let the guys that have been doing it at least initially keep doing it so that they can learn from those guys how to make this a successful venture so yeah, yeah. i have I have high hopes for it. You know. No, no, I absolutely agree. And that's good stuff. Crispy Bomb, obviously, you are someone that is a part of the multiplayer scene, obviously, through Gears. And, and I forgot to mention Gears for <laughs> multiplayer. Um, how big of a deal is them getting ABK, but also MLG? You know, because I, I did. Was that the first time you saw it when I sent it to you, Bum? Yes, that's Boom. the first yeah. time I I didn't even know about. I it. didn't know either, and I was like, and that's why that gift was. Wait, what? what what's going <laughs> yeah, on like here? That. Like, I was like, but um, if you really think about it, Halo has a tournament, Gears has a tournament, you know, Call of Duty has a tournament. You know, um, Call of Duty's usually what under MLG, I believe. So that's you know a given. Um. The only thing at MLG is mostly shooting games, so it's kind of like a match made in heaven. You take the Gears Esports tournament, you put it in the MLG tournament. You take the Halo tournament, you put it in the MLG tournament. And then, you know, your Quakes, your Dooms, whatever, you Overwatch. know. At, at, yeah, Overwatch. I mean, dude, like, it's just, it's it's perfect. You know what I mean? So I, I think, you know, they're looking at this and saying, okay, they're not going to take, you know, as long as everybody wants to stay, which I think would be the case, the way Microsoft's been treating their employees pretty darn well, or, or you know, already uh, saying, hey, you can do the union if you want to, whatever. Like, so you leave the people in place and you have a well-established brand to put, you know, titles that you've already been doing tournaments that have been funded by you yourself. There you go. I mean, it, it's perfect. And then you have a big, like huge events all over the country. You know what I mean? It'd be awesome. Yeah, uh, and again, I, I there's so much going on on the plate right now. Like, if you were starving, you you would you would eat yourself to death because I forgot people are talking about. Well, the, you can add Overwatch to that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just bonkers, ladies and gentlemen. How big of a deal this is going to be, and how many uh, how, how how many 
areas of the marketplace Microsoft is going to exist. Uh, Daniel, let's bring you in on the conversation. Again, this is a small topic, uh, the little cherry on top of the Sunday that we have presented to everyone today. Over 500 people, uh, 500, 550 people showed up, which is just crazy. Uh, how big <laughs> is this now that they're going to have everything and MLG? Yeah, so I don't know that the MLG name by itself carries a, a ton of weight anymore, and it's certainly not the 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 reason why they bought ABK. Right, right? obviously, they're more Duty. permanent reasons. However, sure. the MLG name I think does have an, an, an enough cachet left to be a really great umbrella to put all of the now competitive games that they own or will soon own underneath uh, to sort of keep them all associated more closely right so obviously we've talked about it with you know halo gears all the shooters but you also have to then talk about things like starcraft you know there's a competitive scene for that why not throw that under the mlg banner right there's there's all sorts of very competitive games that microsoft will own that if you're able to to brand it under one sort of unit it will make it that much more palpable, right? Like we've seen Sony buy Evo and it's sort of the same idea, except that they won't own the game. Well, at least not most of the games that are being played at Evo. Um, but MLG has, especially with Microsoft's backing, the ability to become every bit as big as, as Evo. So I think it's, I think it's a really big deal. Yeah, it, it certainly is. And uh, when you consider, uh, you know, how, how Sony has moved uh, in this in this aspect, uh, Microsoft is going to be uh, owner have ownership of some of the biggest multiplayer IPs in gaming. And this is why we see Sony making these moves for, uh, you know, again, SOCOM would be huge for them. I, I huge for me because I'm a huge SOCOM fan. I mean, that's that that I mean, SOCOM is legendary, and I hope that's one of the games they have in development that we'll learn at some point or another. But I think I definitely think you're onto something. Boxenberger, uh, MLG coming to ownership of Microsoft on the heels of you know launching uh, Halo Infinite, uh, the new. Um, uh, oh my God, why am I blanking here? They they have literally so many games. That I, I, I mean, I, I've forgotten the names of them. But for you, do you see this as just another plus for this deal getting done? Well, <clears throat> I'm not into esports. Um, Me either. I, yeah. I'll make that perfectly clear. I am not. Absolutely. That's absolutely. That's probably why we all didn't know about this. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm also not into mobile games. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it's not big for Microsoft or the Xbox ecosystem. See, Esports is super popular popular right now, and it's not just here in our uh, regions in the Western world, especially in the Asian region. Esports yeah. is big, and Huge. they just it's gigantic, and and that's a market that they want to grow in and that they want to get a foothold in. So this yeah. is definitely helping them. They also announced the, the um, collaboration with um, League of Legends, if you remember, at at the not E three week. Um, like League of Legends, incredibly big on esports, incredibly big. We mentioned um, Call of Duty, Overwatch, all these kind of games. And once the next Quake is coming out, obviously that's also going to be huge for, for tournaments and such. So, yeah, it is like Xbox is, is growing or trying to grow. They are, they are 
ecosystem on, on all ends. And that includes some parts that we probably are not as excited. And I probably speak also for a lot of people here in chat. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I have the feeling that our community here is not that big into esports. That doesn't mean that it is not big for Xbox. And yeah, so that just shows you they, they are not just looking at this like, how can we grow on, on the console sales. That's not what they do. They try to grow their gaming ecosystem, includes all aspects of it, mobile, esports, console, PC, you name it. And and f uh, for that reason alone, I think it's a big deal and uh, I, I can applaud them for doing so. Yeah, no, real quick, Gamefire, K-R-Y in the chat says, Xbox has become an event company, QuakeCon, BlizzCon, MLG now. And that's right. Uh, listen, Umbra, I understand, and, and Boxenberger does make a lot of uh, big, a lot of points here. I'm not an esports guy. Like, I, I don't watch esports. I'm too old to get into esports. My skills are not, not what they used to be. Um, but I, I still think that when you take a, a, an RTS look at this, and, and, and shout out to Living Split Screen on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. with uh, Pong, and uh, um, and Steel Rain. That's where I get that from. It really does make a lot of sense as to uh, you know the overall picture. Uh, just another uh, nugget of hot off the presses information. Again, maybe MLG doesn't hold the same stature as it once did, but when you consider what Microsoft can bring to a revamped MLG, the Quakes, the Overwatch, the Halo Infinite, so on and so Call of Duty. They could take over that scene as well. What are your thoughts on this? No, I agree. They could. I mean, MLG, it has more of a storied past than it does present. But right. if they really focus on putting their first party titles into their into the tournaments, the Call of Duties, the the Halo. Halo has was big back in part two for MLG. They had it a broadcast. I remember it was broadcast on like ESPN and everything like that back then. So if they can focus on putting that back on to the, you know, into the tournament. Because they already have the HCS, which I have been watching, and, and like you, boom, I, I I watch them and I'm like, okay, I'm not good at Halo. I realize after I see them, like, nah, I got a ways to go. <laughs> you think you're good when you're when you're beating down people, and you yeah. see them playing, you're like, yeah. And you watch hey, them, hey. and he's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but but no, I like if they really focus, it's up it's up to Microsoft really. If they can get you know get their heads right when it comes to that, and really focus on putting these quality big time games like the call of duties and the halos and the like you like what pointed out the league of legends if they can get those into the tournaments the tournaments like that and yeah it can go back to being what it used to be as far as you know being so revered and such i mean sony has evo right now it would it would behoove microsoft to do that uh, we'll see what they do but uh absolutely i, I i'm I knew about this, by the way. I remember it when I, I remembered it when I looked through what they would get with the ABK deal. So I remembered that already. But I am, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they'll do. I just don't know. Sometimes with Microsoft, the thing I worry about with them, it seems like the the smart decisions that we all feel that they should make, they don't make. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm hoping that at least with this, this will be one of the moves in the right direction for them. But then I don't know. Like, what's the cost on the overhead for them for something like this? What, what, you know, what would it take for them to really put in that effort for that? And then my mind goes back to Mixer. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? And they got rid of Mixer yeah. the way they did. And we were talking mm, about it in the chat yeah. a second ago. So 
I don't know what their dedication level would be to something like this. Well, considering that they don't have a, a, a presence uh, in that in this in this area, and because they're going to be own have ownership of such monster monster uh, first person shooters, it almost seems like it's a no brainer that they're going to hire the correct people mm-hmm. to take charge of this. Because, like I said, when you say Overwatch, you say Call of Duty, you say Gears of War, you say Halo Infinite. And you say potentially Quake and Doom and a few others coming back. Um, yeah. I mean, who's to say that Unreal Engine, I mean, Unreal Tournament isn't being made somewhere in the background to, you know, to be, uh, uh, you know, to be a part of it, it's, it's so right now the pieces are there. Yep, I agree. The pieces are yep. there. It's just, it's just a matter of Microsoft, like I said, uh, going forward with that and actually putting the money where the mouth is or at least, you know, uh, utilizing what they have. My worry is just that they won't. I, I don't know. Something tells yeah. me they'll probably miss the drop the ball here to some degree. I hate to sound that way about it, but <laughs> well, well, no, you can, you can only go. You, you can only go on 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 what they've done in the past. Yeah, and, and, and the the phrase I use a lot in all of these things when well the, when people start saying well they need to do this they need to do that why don't they pick this up is uh, ROI return on investment. Trust me, they got guys that are looking at this stuff is. You know, are, what are we going to get out of this if we put X amount of millions or billions of dollars into it? Right. You know? yeah. yeah. And and I wonder that they'll probably see this and think, ah, this yeah. ROI is not enough. This is not. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's part of my worry for them. We'll see what they do. I, I'm I'm excited for the possibility. I just don't know how invested yeah. we'll be into doing what we feel is the right move. Yeah, no, no, good stuff. And uh, Josh, close us out, brother. You you are someone that's uh, in the scene of the people, right? You you know you do a lot of uh, oh, yeah. online stuff, obviously with TikTok. Uh, for you, hearing what everyone had to say, how big of a deal could this potentially be? MLG uh, X Xbox. Uh, it could be. It could be. I think it could be pretty big. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. You've got Call of Duty. Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, StarCraft, Diablo, Heroes of the Storm. What other games are going to get added to this list? Yeah. Right? What are the what are the popular titles? Are we going to like is is this where Gears may uh may end up being at some point? Is this where is this it, could HCS be be brought under the umbrella? Like there's there's it seems like there could be plenty of opportunity here to uh um to push esports um and uh, like at what point i mean we, we've got we've got racing games we got forza like is there is there the potential for for forza to start becoming uh, a, a little more of an esport is there are there different opportunities here I, and i think the answer is yes so I, I i think it can be a viable part of this uh, overall overall purchase yeah uh, again everything is going to transpire uh, I, I know that somebody in the chat had made mention uh, that I said that the deal was getting done as fact at, for September. Never said fact. I said potentially uh, by by the end of September. That is something that's – I'm not the only one talking about that. So uh, don't get in your feelings. Uh, to take it easy. Uh, the deal is getting done. If that's what you're mad about, uh, I don't know what to tell you. But the deal is getting done. Is it getting done this year? It's likely. It's likely, and I'm not the only one saying that. Is it September? I don't know. Uh, but it could be. Uh, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's your four topics. We topped out at oh, at 568 people here today. We are also graced 
by uh, the sex website that came in 10, 15 times that I had to ban. <laughs> and they just continued to, I, I guess I, someone actually, I think it was that told me that someone told me that we, you've made it big boom when the sex websites try to drop their, their into the chat, yeah, I guess. Uh, I'd rather not personally, but I want to thank nearly 600 people that came out to hang out with us today. Uh, this was great. We had two major guests pop up. Uh, let's get to the outros. We'll start first with Cerebral Paul. Paul, how you doing, brother? Did you enjoy yourself on your first uh, on your first escapade here on the Xbox Factor podcast? And if people wanted to reach out to you and strike up a conversation, where could they do that? I absolutely did enjoy it, and I hope you'll have me back sometime. Absolutely, brother. brother sooner than later, you know yes. what I mean. No, so. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see. So you can find me. Uh, uh, as any, as many of you know who who know me, I also am an Xbox ambassador. I have a show on the Xbox Ambassadors Twitch channel every Monday uh, morning, afternoon, and evening, depending where you're at. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. in the UK, I believe. Um, and you can also find me on my own channel, Cerebral Paul, on both YouTube and Twitch. And on Twitter, you can find me at Cerebral Paul One. My first post actually has a post has a pinned post that shows you where all the places you can find me throughout the week. So. Good stuff, brother. And uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get all of those links into uh, the social aspect of the, uh, of the show notes. Uh, so you can go and you can check that out. Uh, Crispy bomb. You delivered as always, and you can be back at it tomorrow night on primetime gaming at 7 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, tell everyone where they can check you out on other shows, but more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Uh, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Shout out to the chat, except for that dumb website that's always here now. Um, <laughs> at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. Tonight, 7 p.m., we have the Retro Renegades. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m., we have Primetime Gaming. And Thursday night, 8 p.m., we have the next podcast. See you then. And real quick, I absolutely forgot. Uh, I am going to be a guest on RDX. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I've been called up to the big leagues. I reached out. Uh, uh, Dealer Gaming reached out to me earlier this morning. And yes, I'll nice. be joining those guys this evening on the new episode of RDX that goes live. I believe it's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and uh, yeah, come by, hang out. Uh, usually he gets a thousand people in his chat, sometimes more, sometimes as much as 2000. And well, they're the best Xbox show in the in the universe. Uh, so why wouldn't they? Uh, but yeah, I'll be I'll be on RDX well, this we're evening. Moving on up. Yeah, indeed, we <laughs> certainly are. Uh, but Daniel, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out your incredible YouTube channel. But more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Right, so you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McG or on YouTube at just Daniel McG. That's Daniel MCG. Um, I'm only two subscribers away from 400, so I'd really like to to hit that in the next couple of days. There was my goal to nice. hit that by my birthday, so I I, I just barely missed it. <laughs> um, it was close enough, you know what I mean. Uh, I also just put up a brand new video, uh, also on Sunday. Uh, running through all my predictions for God of War Ragnarok. I know that this is an Xbox show, but I think we can all admit that that's going to be probably one of the bigger games of this year. Um, although I'm one of the only people uh, seemingly on the planet who didn't like the first one. Uh, so uh, all my predictions are coming from a uh, mythology buff's point of view. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll hate me. Either way, just uh, run by the channel. Let me know what you think. 
Good stuff, brother. And of course, all of uh, Daniel's information, along with everybody on the panel, is uh, right in the show notes. Uh, Boxenberger, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about not only that you are where they can uh, sub to your YouTube channel, not only where they can reach out to you on social media, but about your show happening this Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, first, uh, thanks for having me again. Uh, you know, it's it's always a blast here on the Xbox Factor podcast uh, with this amazing panel. Um, and yeah, people can find me everywhere under Boxenberger um, on PlayStation, Xbox, Twitter, and of course here on YouTube, like you said. Um, I do have uh, my show coming up on Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UK time or 8 p.m. Central Europe. And this week... Boom. We have a very special. I'm a guest. busy man this week. That's right, brother. I'll be <laughs> exactly. Joined, We're going to have yeah. you as a guest. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. We always have like these direct conversations. We don't have the, the bigger panels. We have more direct conversations and that's going to be awesome. And uh, I can't wait to pick your brain about a couple of uh, fantastic gaming topics this week. So looking forward to that. Yeah, so am I. And of course, that Thursday, folks, I'll be sitting down this week on the new episode of X-Vlog Live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the one, the only, Steel Rain. And we're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto 6, whether it's been uh, the leaks are making it woke, and uh, what's going to happen with uh, the, the marketing rights. Should Xbox drop the bag and lock up the marketing rights for GTA 6? The answer is you're goddamn right they should. But we'll get into that this Thursday at 12 p.m. with Steel Rain of Living Split Screen. Uh, Infinite Umbra, sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone about your incredible Xbox podcast that you're on with Risk It for the Biscuit, your, your, the good, your good buddy Jedi, and also, of course, uh, what is the fourth panel member's name? I, why, why, why is she ringing? Okay, Doom, Doom Cutie. Cutie. Yes, thank you. Which we got to get her on this program for sure. Absolutely. Love what Jedi Pete and she bring to the channel, as well as yourself and Risk It. Sell that brand, brother. Tell everyone where they should where they should check out that show each and every week. Well, I want to thank you all for coming through and supporting this chat. You all are holding us down. No bots outside of the. <laughs> You know, the, <laughs> the outside not, of not the, being the, accused of success for having it only right. by bots. I love it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> outside of the sex bot. So all of you all are genuine and real. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for the as well as our guests uh, on the panel here today, too. Boom. Of course, you're, the, you're a champion, man. Appreciate you, of, of course, for bringing a brother in and having me chop it up with you guys here on Tuesday mornings. Love it. Um, you all can catch me on Xbox Infinite on Fridays at 8 Eastern. Uh, 7 p.m. Central, which is my time. And nice. uh, you, of course, you can find me on Twitter under Umber Infinite or Infinite Umber. You'll find me either way. And for those who have done so already, you'll find me on Xbox under Super Havoc. There's a nice. space between it, of course. And it's a C, not a K for Havoc. And, oh, nice. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you all can meet me up there. Sometimes we'll have Halo community nights and such. And you will be teabagged if I kill you. So be warned. <laughs> That's sexual happen. misconduct to some people. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, uh, last and no way least, uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend, N64 Josh, Mr. TikTok himself. You don't know it, but he owns TikTok, uh, and he should. Josh, how you feeling, brother? Tell everyone where they can check you out. Uh, not only on YouTube, not only on Twitter, but of course, specifically TikTok, where you reign supreme. 
That's right. That's right. I uh, my TikTok bio says CEO of Mario Kart. So if you guys uh, want anything added to the game, make sure to let me know. Um, I host a number of podcasts: Halo Infinite podcast, Xbox Now, the Nintendo Powercast, just to name a few. Um, we just it, they're mostly just shows for fun. We just talk, we laugh. It's a it's a good time. Um, I do want to say, make sure to hit that subscribe button, you guys. So close to 11k for Double Barrel Gaming here. Hit hit that subscribe button. Of course, make sure you're hitting that like button. I see a few of you haven't hit it yet. We're watching. We're watching. We can see you. Um, and lastly, lastly, if you guys want to check out a new music project that I'm doing, you can look up until today. And the brand new single that I just dropped called Nothing. And it's on uh, it's on all the places. So so glad to be here. Love you guys. Appreciate it. Well, we love you too, Josh. And a big shout out to the chat uh, that, that, that keeps these shows. Remember, we don't have a show without a chat and people watching. And again, shout out to the f- 568 people that showed up. Nearly 600, which is amazing. Uh, of course, I want to thank all the super chats that came in. I want to make sure that I didn't miss any. Let me just check the private chat real quick. Uh, I did. Oh, we got a, a message coming in from a good friend of the program, LMNOPO, who's been uh, a channel member for five months. Says, how in the uh, how in your opinion does MLG compare to Evo? Does MLG do fighting games too? See, I don't know. I, 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 I does, does can anyone answer that question? Does MLG do fighting? I don't. I don't think that they do. I have no idea. I, I literally. I, I'll find out, brother. I'll DM you. The, and M- once MLG I- doesn't do any fighting games as of right now. Okay, that that could you change, know, though. but that could change with Killer Instinct. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you know when Xbox buys Mortal Kombat, you know all the above. So yeah, <laughs> I, I I think that deal. I, I think that's one of the deals that that kind of got pushed to the side. Uh, that's going to get done. Honestly, uh, I, I think that they are going to be first party uh, for a whole multitude of reasons. But uh, big shout out to all the super chats that have uh, come in today. And like I've said on many occasions, those do help power the show forward with the big giveaways. There are three left, folks. Uh, we're doing Boom's Birthday Bash in September, the end of the month. Uh, we're giving away $500 of digital gifts. Uh, in November, first week of November, for Mrs. Boom's birthday bash, we're giving an additional $500 of digital gifts. And the big one, ladies and gentlemen, and it's our biggest yet. Uh, come the holiday, I'm not sure specifically when in December, closer to Christmas, we have already set aside $1,000 that we're giving away in digital gifts in the form of gift cards. And uh, and like I said, everyone that wins gets a prize. Even if you're outside of the United States, uh, we will uh, send you monies, uh, 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 you know, of equal value through PayPal. If you're outside of the United I'll States, I'll help you out with Europe. Yes, no yes, problem. yeah, yeah, absolutely, we definitely appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, one thousand dollars for Christmas with Mister and Mrs. Boomstick. So um, now, ho- hopefully, uh, you know, and again, all you gotta do to win is be in the chat uh, when we're live. That's it. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we want to thank you again for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. Hopefully, we will. Hopefully, by the end of of RDX, because I'm going to use that to my advantage. I got called up to the big leagues, and he has a thousand <laughs> people in the chat. And maybe they don't know who Mr. Boomstick is. I hope I can get a hundred subscribers this evening. That would be pretty dope. Uh, dealer, if you're listening, sorry, brother. Uh, <laughs> I I, I, I got to use the platform to get to get what I need, and I need a 11k. Uh, but <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Um, and I'll close out the show, folks, with something that's in- extremely important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others.
how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. 